Nick, it's my pleasure to talk to you, man. Thank you so much for your time today. Hey, man, it's a pleasure. So I wanted to talk to you, of course, about the album, and, and I got to check you out a few weeks ago at the uh, Montclair Canyon Club and want to talk to you about the show and everything. And, but uh, yeah, okay, sure. first one to start off with, because uh, I'm from Orange County. Where exactly from Orange County are you guys? Uh, we all live in the, uh, different parts of the OC. Me and the drummer live in Tustin, and then the other two live in Laguna. Okay, so more kind of South Orange County. So, yeah, yeah. Born and raised? No, no. I grew up in Monterey Bay, California, and I moved down here when I was around, like you know, young kid. So, like junior high, high school? No, other than that, I was like uh, probably eight. Okay, so you basically yeah, so grown up I in Orange most County. Of my life in in SoCal, yeah. Okay, so. You grew up going to Knott's Berry Farm and Disneyland and Angel Games. And yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hockey whole, games. Whole and where did you go to shows back back as a kid growing up? What was the venue for you? Uh, Chain I never reaction? Really went to many live concerts when I was young. I was mostly just like, I was just playing uh, records, my dad's records, and, and listening to music like that. And, you know, whatever else I would, you know, my friends listen to and whatever. Oh, I started playing in the, the punk scene like the pop punk scene when I was around 16, 15, 16 years old. And I was just in any little band that would have me, you know? <laughs> and uh, so lots of ch- days of chain reaction. That's and, what I was going to uh, say. Anaheim House of Blues, like those were usually the places I was I was at, you know, either supporting my buddies in other bands or stuff like that. So I guess I, I could say those two venues, I mean, for better or for worse, you know? <laughs> My 20th birthday, I did get to see B.B. Um, King at the Anaheim House of Blues, the old one, which was a, a very important day in my life. So, Have you been to the new one? You've been to the new one now by now, right? Yeah, we, we, we played it. We played it uh, with, um, with uh, we opened for Stone Sour back in, in uh, December. Oh, that's right. That's right. Do you like the new one compared to the old one? Oh, uh, the new one's definitely less shabby. You know, it needed a, it needed a, that one needed a facelift, and this one's brand spanking new, and it's awesome. You know, and they can book a lot more, um, you know, heavier bands and stuff now. You know, because before, you know, they were controlled by Disney, so you couldn't have right. You know, crazy. You couldn't have Dying Fetus play there. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I I remember back in the day, a Machine Head show got canceled or moved from there to the Glass House at the last minute because they felt Machine Head was too, you know, scary. It's too like, heavy come on, for yeah. downtown Disney. Yeah. I'm like, come on, we could do a lot worse than Machine Head. Man, <laughs> wanted to talk a little bit too about the the uh, Buck Cherry tour. I mean, you guys blew me away watching the set in in Montclair. But you said something interesting and kind of wanted to learn more about it. But you said you were having a, a better than expected time out on the road with Buck Cherry. And curious what what you meant by that. Was it like fart jokes oh, or know. movie it quotes? Wasn't, it or? wasn't better than expected. Uh, totally. I mean, I meant that show, that show in particular in Montclair. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was just saying, like, because uh, we played last, the second to last show we played was in Las Vegas. It was such a drag, man. It was just nothing but old casino folks, you know, <laughs> just there, already drunk, walking in, you know. It, it just, it's just not our poison, you know. It's right. Not, it's just not, you know, we're going out there and we're killing ourselves and trying to put a show on, and these people just, yeah, you know, like, and when that happens, it's like, you know, I'm not afraid to go to war with the audience. Well, you know, the audience is being ish, then I'm going to let them know. <laughs> right. As you should. That's, just my, that's my game, you know. And, uh, you know, by the end of it, we got three quarters of the crowd. But uh, what I was saying on stage in Montclair was, like, you guys are sitting down, and you're three times the audience that 
Pitt than the one in Vegas was. So that's what I meant. Ah, okay. Gotcha. But just curious, yeah. in hanging with Buck Cherry and, and Josh, and I'm sure getting to know yeah. him, and what have you bonded with him on the road now that you've been on the road with him for a couple of weeks now? Well, he didn't initially know that we were from DOC because that's where he's from. Right. You know? And uh, when he found that out, like... I don't know. There was just a, a special bond. You know, we knew about the same places. We uh, both at different times in our lives had bonfire parties in Newport Beach. You know, like, <laughs> there's a little bit of a connect there. You know, and uh, I mean, I'll say I looked to him for a lot of advice. So, you know, we've been going through a lot of uh, changes on the uh, business side of of what we've been doing, and uh, he's been through a ton of that. And uh, you know, getting getting his uh, his guidance on some of that stuff has been very helpful. And, and he's a really nice guy. You know, him and all the guys in Bucherry are nothing but really nice to us and absolutely the best. Like, you know, like they've, they've become like really close friends and they've been nothing but helpful. And not a, not a bad singer, too. I mean, no, the man, yeah. can, the it, man can wail. Yeah, and there's a lot of respect, you know, because they go out every night, man, and, and they bring it. And, you know, just like he says on stage every night, you know, no traps, no triggers, you know. <laughs> Wait, you do know, some more like, do, do, uh, do some more Josh Todd impression for me. That was good. Do that do some more. I do it. No, I'm gonna be very good. You want, you want someone that's Filipino? He's he's hilarious, man. He he cracks me up. He says all sorts of stuff. Does know? it does he got a lot of jokes and stories, I imagine, over twenty years oh, of doing it? Oh man. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> You know, I was with them for the, you know, we did 45 and, and, and 60 days with them. It was our real, like our biggest hustle we've ever done. At the tour. And then we're doing, now we're doing another 40 with them. And then we're going to be supporting Slash Kennedy in Canada for about six, seven shows in July. So uh, then, you know, even more is going to be piled on into, you know, we're doing our first headlining tour in September. This is going to be really awesome. We, we actually have our very first headlining show ever um, in Houston, Texas on this coming Thursday. Awesome. And that's going to be exciting. You know, we've never really done that. And time for us to kind of cast out, you know, the last two years we've been doing festivals and hanging out, you know, going on tour with guys like Fozzie and bands like, you know, Royal Bliss and and the alleyways way we you know anywhere they would take us and you know it, it is telling that you know all these bands the two of us still like us so i guess you know means we're pretty nice you put on an electric show and, and definitely get the crowd moving and a headlining tour are you going to do anything close to home definitely play an la show i mean it'll probably i imagine it'll probably be at the end because we're going to start over in the in the south i think uh, they really like us over there and then uh the north uh, northeast we're gonna we're gonna hit anywhere and everywhere, you know. <laughs> awesome! It, it's got to be cool. I, I feel even some joy like being a, a local get, kid from Orange County, like myself. But like you did it, dude! You put out an, a, a major release with Roadrunner and a place in time. And was it cool to just I guess take me through that experience? Like I was a kid playing in local bands and everything, but here yeah. you are living the dream, man! Like you got you got a, a record that's out there on a major label, Roadrunner Records. It got incredible history and through Atlantic, but having the uh, that that album come out is it a big relief does it feel good now like it's 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 just a little ep you know i mean we, we made it to be like you know hey we're a competent band we know how to play we know how to do this you know and, and we are a good band that's what the ep is for and, and i think it achieved that you know all the reviews have been nothing but the positive and and the reception you know just from the audience has been great you know people are calling out songs bias now it shows and it, it, it is strange and all i can say is i don't feel like i've made it you know i really don't i don't think i ever will to me it, it's just another stepping stone and 
we have a long way to go and we're not going to be chest pounding or acting like we deserve anything more just because we signed a piece of paper, you know, because a lot of bands get to do that. And a lot of bands you've never heard of have to do that, you know? Right. And we don't want to be one of the bands that, that the world forgets about. So as, as far as I'm concerned, you know, and then the rest of the boys enjoy the well, we, we have a long way to go. A long way to go. I, and I definitely yeah. want to help you spread the word because after seeing it, the, the music is great on the album, but I think seeing it live takes it to a whole nother level, especially what you do live. And that's that's how we've that's how we've sold sold ourselves as a live band. You know, we were just recently just put out music. You know, and you know before that we, we didn't have much to to eat. You know, people we just made a name for ourselves as a as a live band on the circuit, and and I'm I'm proud of that because that's really where it's at. All bands and all artists that I've loved and, and grown into, if they couldn't play live for Beans, then I didn't <laughs> I didn't want to listen to them anymore yeah. because I'm like I don't care if the album's great. They can't back it up live and what's the point you know so and, and I my favorite entertainers were the ones who could put on a show and, I, and I'm very much a student of that kind of thought but being a kid from the OC and having played every local club there is in that territory everything from the OC Tavern to the, the chain reaction to Malone's <laughs> over in Santa Ana yeah you know like it is, I've, I've done it all I did all of that you know I did that for years and I've been doing it for eight years now it's a gift you know it really is a gift and i i don't take any of it for granted and i go to work every night like it's any other night whether i'm signed a roadrunner or i'm independent you know it, it doesn't change anything for me or for the boys and but uh i know that there's so much more there's so much more the next record is going to be the real joyous world it's going to be the real deal are you guys already thinking about that and ideas oh, we're already working on it time frame uh next year next year okay so 2020 that's the goal so this is just kind of an EP, just to kind of a little appetizer. This is just to show you that we're a band and that we're we're solid and we know what we're doing. And the next record is going to knock you guys out. <laughs> I love it. Love it. That I can promise you. Nick, let me get you on a, a couple things, a couple last things here. I appreciate all the time and uh, a little game I like to play and talking about influences and, and, and your dad's record collection. I'm, I'm sure a couple of these might have been in there, but um, yeah. I'm going to put together a grouping of bands, what I like to call to kind of talk 90s rock. I like to call it the Flannel Five. <laughs> So in, in the, the flannel, flannel five, yeah. So my flannel five, and I want to know your number one, the one band. If you could only pick one out of the flannel five, who would be your favorite out of? All right, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains. That's like uh, it's like it's like when your mom, when you're a kid, and your mom gives you that mixed box of chocolates. <laughs> the Mrs. All good for different reasons. Uh, Soundgarden. Tell me why. Tell me why they're the number one. All of them. Okay. I mean, we're we're heavily influenced by seventies, late sixties, and then nineties rock, and that's our blend. That's really what our sound is. We try to blend those two styles together, and you know, not really like we try. We attempt to. It's just kind of what comes out, you know. And right. Soundgarden is just, I honestly think the best record of the 1990s, as far as rock goes, is Super Unknown. <laughs> There's not a better record than that record. I agree. I'll fight anyone. Nirvana's great. Pearl Jam's great. Shane's <laughs> great. Stone Temple Pilots are also great. But Soundgarden, for me, was like the pinnacle. I'm always thinking about the main guy, because that's, that's where that's I you. work. And yeah. There was no one on this earth that I wanted a thumbs up from. He didn't even have to say anything. There was one guy 
in the whole world I wanted to impress, and it was Chris Cornell. Wow. And then his passing absolutely gutted me, and I was depressed for months. I mean, last night, I actually, I made the crowd sing Black Hole Sun with me. Really? Actually, last night in Waco as a tribute, because it was the anniversary of his, of his passing. And the, the man the man was everything that I really aspired to be as a vocalist and as a writer. And I felt his lyrics were the best, and I felt his vocality was the best and his band was ridiculous you know they were so unique you know there's never been a band like that you're never going to see a band like that again they just all sort of fit into this mold that was so crooked and janky that you couldn't really put it in metal you couldn't really put it in one place you know they yeah. caught the, throughout their entire discography they just touched on everything and they could do it all well and they did and they killed and they it did. i'm gonna ask you if you want to pick a song to play but I, I think black hole sun would be appropriate if you're having the crowd singing along with you you know what? That's tough. You know what? Yeah. Black Hole Sun. Now, I got to I got to be honest with you, Nick. Like like I said earlier, seeing you in Montclair, seeing you at that show, it really came together for me as a as a fan of you guys. I liked the album, I liked the EP, I liked what I heard, but seeing it live took it to a whole nother level for me. And I did feel that 90s influence from you guys which came through live, but the weird thing for me and the band that I would have bet $100 you were going to say would have been Pearl Jam because I feel you have some very Eddie Vedder qualities to you? You know, I feel like I have a lot of qualities of a lot of front men. I don't necessarily think that I have a low speaking voice, as you can plainly see. So the usual four I get is uh, is like a Joe Cocker or a Jim Morrison or a, or a Eddie Vedder or a um, I even get Scott Weiland. You know, and and, and it's just myself. You know, yeah. and I'm, I'm not I, saying I have it in my a... own bag. You know, all, all I can say is I was influenced by early '60s and late '50s artists. That's where my voice comes from. Alan Wolf and and BB King and Muddy Waters and and James Brown and those are the guys who gave me my voice. And the thing is, is a lot of these guys that people mention listen to a lot of that too. Yeah. And I come from the school of blues, and I'm a blues singer who sings in a rock band. As far as my stage show, it's just about intensity. And a lot of performers, you know, again, James Brown and even Anthony Kiedis from the Red Hot Chili Peppers and tons of performers, you know, yeah, uh, that I admire, you know, would go out there and they would deliver something. And, and my whole thing is is about that and giving, putting on a show because I hate vocalists who stand there, you know, and preach to you the whole time. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just not about it, you know? Yeah. You know, and, and I, yeah, I change things up live and I don't necessarily follow the script all the way all the time. And But that's what makes it live. That's what makes it different. That's, that's what, what it's supposed to be. A taste of something. I love Pearl Jam and I love all of the, the 90s groups because that was a big part of my appetite later in life. But yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's just, uh, I think it's just because I have a, a low voice. <laughs> I, I don't you know? think I don't think so much sonically. I meant more just kind of spiritually. I think kind of just. I mean that's a, that's definitely a compliment, you know, because he he truly was uh, he truly was the the guy, you know. Yeah, Eddie the madman on the stage. Guy. Hey Nick, let me get you on on one more of these, and and we'll kind of kick it up, and maybe it won't be as direct of an influence, but let's let's go from the '90s. That's kind of more early '90s, right? The Flannel Five, and and move it <laughs> yeah. move it to the uh, the late '90s and early 2000s, and add one to oh, it for what i like to call the uh the new metal six pack oh god <laughs> so again you know, I, I don't know i don't know if i'm gonna be too good at this one <laughs> yeah again probably not, really not a new metal guy not in your wheelhouse <laughs> but i'm sure you have an opinion so i'll throw, throw it at me let's do it all right so in this one we've got rage against the machine corn okay. lincoln park slipknot disturbed mm-hmm. system of a down 
Rage Against the Machine all day long. Why? Best players. Best message. Uh, and, the, and the reason why is because uh, Zach called it quits back in the early 2000s because the message meant more to him in the music. And that's why he hasn't come back very much, you know? And to me, that means more than anything. A guy who's willing to quit because it's not what he believes anymore, to me, that's everything. Again, is there a better live band on this planet than <laughs> Golden Age Race Against the Machine? Watch, watch Balls on Parade at Woodstock 99. Holy hell, man. It's insane. You know, again, even when Prophets of Rage played, I saw them play side stage. You know, it was with, uh, you know, the guy from... Um, yeah, Be Real shoot. from Cypress Hill and Chuck D from Be Public Real. Enemy. Yeah, Chuck D. Uh, yep. When I saw 60,000 people jumping up and down during bowls, I was like, you know, these guys have it down. They just figured it out. Tom Morello, you know, and freaking Tim Comerford. What an incredible bass player Wilk, Yeah. They're the best rock and roll section of the 90s. And honestly, I haven't seen anyone who tops them. And we, we, and then, you know, they went on to be an audio slave, right. which to me is, I mean, the fact that, you know, now, you know, people are starting to appreciate that project more, but it, it you know, they were just unreal. You know, were, he's, he's a riff machine, you know, in the world where everyone says, all oh, every riff's been made. This dude just keeps cranking them out. <laughs> they, they were just in a tier of their own, you know, and so many people, I mean, even now, you know, are going out there trying so hard to be Rage Against the Machine, and they never will, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you hit the nail on the head. They were not only, you know, all the best musicians and not only the best songs written, but they were kind of almost 3D, like, politically, with that political yeah. message and what they did politically and changing young people's minds and opening up their minds to, to, you know, the government and voting and everything else that they did. They really kind of took it to a whole nother, another level, like beyond music. Yeah, they, they took, they took you know, the MC5 and, you know, and 60s political, you know, uh, rock, and, and they formed it into something, and they mixed it with hip-hop, you yeah. know? Yeah. Which, which is something you never thought you'd, you'd see, and they did it, you know? To me, that tra they transcend music. Like, they, they're, they're a genre of their own, you know? I love it. Just to uh, have some fun, pick pick a uh, rage tune to play on the radio. You're the boomerang. Awesome, man. Nick, I appreciate all the time, and, and best of luck out there on the road. Dude, you rock. Thanks for checking out the entire podcast. Now just hit the subscribe button. That way you get it sent to you directly. And follow me on social media at MikeZ967. Don't miss the radio show, bro. Wired in the Empire happens every Saturday night at midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks online at kcalfm.com. Adios.